Gem City Sports Network presents the High School Game of the Week. Today's game is being brought to you by Profiler Performance Products. By Don Brown Sports Apparel, a big league look for a minor league price. By McAfee Heating and Air, any season, any time, McAfee. By Profiler Inc. By a Special Wish Foundation of Dayton in Southwest Ohio. By the USO. By the Ohio High School Athletic Association. By Darren Dollar Music. And by the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Let's head out to the stadium for all the exciting play-by-play action of high school football. Here's Doug Brown. And good evening, everybody, from Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School. We welcome you to the High School Game of the Week. Tonight's game features the... Bradford Railroaders, who are 4-1 and one on the year, against the 2-3 and three Dixie Greyhounds. We'll have the, we're also going to have the halftime, or the uh, pregame ceremonies for homecoming here tonight as the uh, Dixie Greyhounds celebrate homecoming. And we're going to do that right after this. You're listening to the High School Game of the Week on the Gem City Sports Network. Sports fans, you all know Don. Greyhound Nation. The students and staff of New Lebanon local schools would like to welcome you to Chief Brown Stadium. We have an amazing football team, amazing band, and amazing cheerleaders to keep you entertained tonight. At 7 p.m., the Dixie Greyhounds kick off against the Bradford Railroaders. But first, we would like to turn your attention to our 2023 homecoming coronation. My name is Mrs. Farrell, and I will be your master of ceremonies for the coronation festivities. Representing the freshman class of 2027, are Mr. Landry Boyles and Miss Gracie Wilson. Gracie is the daughter of Donnie and Janassa Wilson. She was a member of the National Junior Honor Society in middle school and would like to attend the CTC to study cosmetology. Landry is the son of Charity O'Diam and Brian Boyles. He is on the baseball team. After high school, he would like to attend LSU and pursue a career in sports medicine. A round of applause for Miss Gracie Wilson and Mr. Landry Boyles. Representing the sophomore class of 2026 are Mr. Wyatt Kettler and Miss Delilah Kelly. 
Delilah is the daughter of Cindy Kelly Groff. She is a member of the track and volleyball teams and is a representative in student government. She plans to attend the University of Cincinnati to study architectural engineering. Wyatt is the son of Madonna Kettler. He is honored to have been chosen to represent the class of 2026. After graduation, he plans to become an electrician. Put them together for Miss Delilah Kelly and Mr. Wyatt Kettler. Representing your junior class of 2025 are Mr. Tyler Kraft and Miss Savannah Denlinger. Savannah is the daughter of Ryan and Becky Denlinger. She is a member of the junior varsity and varsity volleyball teams and participates in peer listening. After graduation, Savannah plans to become a dental hygienist. Tyler is the son of Chelsea Vodder and the grandson of Trudy and Joe Vodder. He participates in peer listening and is a member of the wrestling and track teams. Tyler plans to attend college to major in pre-med in order to become an anesthesiologist. Let's hear it for Savannah Denlinger and Tyler Kraft. And now, representing the senior class of 2024, Mr. Cole Huffman and Miss Riley Lias. Riley is president of National Honor Society, a varsity cheerleader, a member of the varsity volleyball team, and choir. She participates in student council, as well as Students Against Destructive Decisions and Hope Squad. After graduation, Riley plans to attend Wright State University to obtain her bachelor's in neuroscience and physiology. Then she plans to continue her education at the University of Dayton with the end goal of becoming a certified physician's assistant, specializing in women's health. Cole is the son of Jody and Andy Huffman. He is a member of both varsity baseball and basketball and is a member of the National Honor Society. After graduation, Cole plans to attend college to major in business. Let's hear it for Miss Riley Lias and Mr. Cole Huffman. Mr. Elijah Bamer and Miss Cavanna Scott. Cavanna is the daughter of Amber Esom and Quincy Campbell. She is a member of Student Council, National Honor Society, and Students Against Destructive Decisions. After graduation, Cavanna plans to attend Wright State University to study nursing. Elijah is the grandson of Michael and Patricia McKenney and plays on the varsity soccer team. After graduation, Eli plans on entering the workforce. Let's hear it for Miss Cavanna Scott and Mr. Eli Bamer. Up next, we have Mr. Austin Marker and Miss Madison Klaus. Maddie is the daughter of Michelle and Brian Klaus. She is a varsity cheerleader and a member of the basketball team. She is currently enrolled at the cosmetology program at the CTC. After graduation, Maddie plans to obtain her cosmetology license, specializing in color, highlights, and bridal hair. Her hope is to one day own her own salon. Austin is the son of Dan and Sarah Marker. He is in the heavy equipment program at the CTC and is a member of varsity soccer, basketball, and track teams. 
After graduation, he would like to continue to play soccer in college and continue his career as a heavy equipment operator. Let's hear it for Miss Madison Klaus and Mr. Austin Marker. Mr. Ethan Morgan and Miss Sierra Brinson. Sierra is the daughter of Jennifer Brinson. She is a member of the basketball team, participates in choir and hope squad, and is a state placer in both shot put and discus during track season. Sierra plans to attend college to study business. Ethan is the son of Robert and Stephanie Morgan. He is a member of the varsity basketball and track teams. After graduation, Ethan plans to attend college. Let's hear it for Miss Sierra Brinson and Mr. Ethan Morgan. Next up, Mr. Weston Ross and Miss Mira Gephardt. Mira is the daughter of Trisha and Dusty Gephardt. She is the class president for the class of 2024 and participates in Students Against Destructive Decisions, Hope Squad, and Choir. Mira is a member of the varsity volleyball, basketball, and track teams. After graduation, Mira plans to attend Wright State University to earn her Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. Then she's going to continue her education at the University of Cincinnati to earn her Master's degree and certification to become a nurse midwife. Weston is the son of Teresa and Dana Ross. He is in the fire and EMS program at the CTC and is captain of the varsity football team, as well as a member of powerlifting and track. After graduation, Weston, Weston plans to attend Sinclair Community College to earn his paramedic certification. Put those hands together for Miss Mira Gephardt and Mr. Weston Ross. Carrying the crowns tonight are this year's tiny little junior homecoming attendants. Representing the class of 2035 are Miss Maya Sherman and Mr. Colton Smith. Maya is the daughter of Vernon and Jessica Sherman and wants to be a teacher when she grows up. Colton is the son of Ashley Stringfellow and Jake Rader. He plays soccer. When he grows up, Colton wants to be a welder. Let's hear it for Miss Maya Sherman and Mr. Colton Smith. <laughs> Returning to crown Nickner's homecoming king and queen are last year's 2022 homecoming king and queen. When she's not a Bearcat at the University of Cincinnati, it's Miss Peyton Boggs. She's currently pursuing a degree in nursing. Welcome back to our current polar bear, Mr. Chaz Miller, who's attending Ohio Northern University where he is studying engineering and running track. Welcome back, Miss Peyton Boggs and Mr. Chaz Miller.
and your 2023 homecoming queen, Miss Mira Gephardt. There you have the homecoming ceremonies here at Dixie High School, and we'll be back with more after this timeout. You're listening to the Gem City Sports Network's coverage of high school football and the high school football game of the week. Hey, sports fans, you all know Don Brown. He was born and raised here in the Miami Valley and have met many of you somewhere along the line as a player, coach, or sports broadcaster for WKEF and WRG2TV. Sports has been a big part of his life and remains so today. So if your high school team, little league organization, or group wants to look good year-round, then look no further than Don Brown Sports. From spirit gear t-shirts, polos, or equipment embroidery, or screen printing, Don Brown Sports is your first and last stop. He's got big quality at minor league pricing. Feel free to get in touch with DB via email at dhkbrown1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Or feel free to call him at 937-430-3105. Don Brown Sports, a big league look for a minor league price. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Contact McAfee Heating and Air at 937-438-1976 or www.mcair.com or 1-800-AIR-REPAIR. Profiler Inc., your local source for custom graphics including banners, decals, and custom apparel for your corporate, school, or personal needs. For more information, check us out on the web at www.profilerinc.com or on our Facebook page, Profiler Inc. Profiler Performance Products is an all-American manufacturer of racing cylinder heads and intake manifolds. From two-time drag week winner Jeff Lutz to the winningest bracket champions like Disco Dean Carn, Profiler Performance has become the overwhelming choice of drag racing's best-known name. Profiler Performance offers the absolute best bolt-on performance for cylinder heads and intake, utilizing their own in-house custom casting and CNC machining. For more information, visit ProfilerPerformance.com or find them on Facebook. Profile Performance, they make power they haven't even used yet. Hey, back here on the pregame show, we are 
at Dixie High School as the Dixie Greyhounds will host the Bradford Railroaders. We're just about 25 minutes away from kickoff here at Chief Brown Stadium and the, uh, the at homecoming you just heard here on the Gem City Sports Network. And uh, the king was Weston Ross, who is a li- uh, lineman for the Greyhound football team, and the queen is Mira Gebhardt. So congratulations to both of them. I'm sure they will be enjoying the dance tomorrow night. That's something I never did. I never went to the uh, homecoming dances and uh, proms at Wayne. Just didn't feel like it. Coming into tonight's game, Bradford, they are 4-1. and one. They've won three in a row. They have yet to play a uh, Western Ohio Athletic Conference game until tonight. They are, like I said, they are 4-1. and one. They average 32 points a game, give up 18. They, and they've won three in a row. The Dixie Greyhounds, they are 1-3, and 2-3 three, and three overall. We had them a couple of weeks ago against uh, Tri, uh, Tri-County North. Tri-County North just beat them 49-7. to seven. Um Last time these two teams met was back on September the 24th, back in 2021. Dixie won that one 35-14. And they didn't play last year because Bradford didn't have a team. They didn't have enough players, but they sure got enough players right now. And after uh, talking to Chloe Thompson, the athletic director up at uh, Bradford, they got a new football field that they are showing off this year. And um, wanted to get up there, but... uh, can't do it this year. Maybe next year we'll get up there. And, and uh, Bradford looking good at 4-1. and one. They were in the playoffs as of right now. The um, Next week, Dixie will take on Twin Valley South at Twin Valley South, just about seven miles from here. And Bradford will have the week off, the unless they get a game from somebody. And, and so far, I haven't seen anything. The um, And then after that, the Bradford will take on Twin Valley South in two weeks at Bradford. Some of the players to watch for Bradford is Owen Cannon. He's the quarterback. He Right now he is 30 of 60 for 762 yards, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions. He has 32 carries for 161 yards and six t- touchdowns, and his best game this year was uh, against uh, New Miami on September the 1st. He was 9 of 16 for 302 yards and four touchdowns. Passing. Um, Tucker Miller is another kid to look out for. He's got 62 carries for 549 yards and five TDs. His best game was also against New Miami. He carried the ball 40, uh, nine times for 188 yards and two TDs. Hudson Hill had, uh, he was the man on um, the uh, receiving end of nine catches for 306 yards and five TDs so far this year. Um, his best game was against New Miami also. Five catches for 196 yards. He is also third in the conference. On defense is Trey Schmelzer. Schmelzer has 64 tackles, 17 total, 47 assists, one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, and he is second in the WOAC. His best game was against Cincinnati Country Day. 16 cack. 16 tackles, 7 solo, and 9 assists. For the Dixie Greyhounds, it'll be quarterback Aiden Martin. He's got, um, he's, pa- he's passed for uh, 20, he passed the ball 26 times for 40, he uh, uh, was 26 of 43 for 341 yards, 17 TDs, and 4 interte- interceptions. His best game was against Mississippi Valley, where he was 7 of 8 for 155 yards, 
four TDs. He's fifth in the Western Ohio Athletic Conference, and he's also carried the ball uh, 31 times for 33 yards for two TDs. Alex Best is the best at receiving 14 catches, 229 yards, five TDs. And one note, Hudson Hill of Bradford and Wesley Roberts of Dixie each have three interceptions to lead the Western Ohio Athletic Conference. So we'll be back with more right after this timeout. You're listening to the High School Game of the Week on the Gem City Sports Network. A Special Wish Foundation of Dayton has a new name. It is now a Special Wish Foundation Dayton and Southwest Ohio chapter. They now serve 20 counties in Southwest Ohio and work with families whose children are being seen at Dayton Children's and Cincinnati Children's Hospitals. The organization has granted over 1,800 wishes to those children battling life-threatening illnesses. To find out how you can help make a special wish come true, log on to their website, aspecialwishdayton.org, or call them at 937-223-WISH. The Special Wish Foundation is a 501c3, and all funds stay within the local community to support local children. the threat or where the front line may be, our armed forces protect and defend us every day. But what does it take to strengthen our service members and keep them focused on the mission? What does it take to keep our military connected to family, home, and country? It takes a force. Be a force behind the forces. Join the USO in helping service members and their families. Give today at csohio.uso.org. This is Doug Brown from the Gem City Sports Network. Throughout the years, we've provided coverage of a wide range of sports, including high school baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, as well as Central State Marauders football and basketball. We do baseball also. And do you know what the best part is? It's all free. That's right, absolutely free. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in to Gem City Sports Network, your ultimate source for local sports here in the Miami Valley. That's right, folks. It's absolutely free. We uh, broadcast the games for you. Some uh, some uh, organizations, they charge. We don't. So we, we figure, hey, it's a good service to have, and we get uh, quite a few listeners, and we appreciate every every time we go on the air. We've done over uh, 2,300 games. So Dixie has won the toss. They will receive. And we'll see which way they're going to go with the ball. The uh, sun is setting in the west. And right now, they're going to go from left to right on your dial. So Dixie is uh, in their red jerseys with gray numbers. The railroaders in their white jerseys with black numbers and orange trim and black pants. We had, uh, a couple of years ago, we had the uh, railroaders on a Thursday night, or on uh, Friday Night Rivals. And that was when uh, the COVID was going on. And every team made the playoffs. And some teams opted out. 
One of the teams was Bradford. The other was Catholic Central. Those t- that game was the best game that I've ever done. Why? Because both teams had long losing streaks, and one team was going to win and break that streak. Bradford was the team that won, and it was 26-23. Bradford came back to win it 26-23. Those kids, they did not leave Allen Field for a while. I mean, I was already, I think we were almost packed up and ready to go, and they were still on the field. Turned out, when they got home, they had a hero's welcome when the um, Bradford Fire Department and Police Department gave them they, a, a, a police escort all the way back to the school, which is on the north side of Bradford. And it was it was a, uh, it was just awesome to see those kids break a 38-game losing streak. And now they are, and this was back in 2021. Last year they didn't have a team because they didn't have enough players. Now they got plenty of players. They got about 30 of them, 30 or 35, I believe. And um, they're 4-1. They're and one. They're having a good time, and uh, winning breeds uh, fun. And uh, wish uh, you know the railroaders are uh, you know they're they're a good team this year. And uh, I know the people in Bradford are very excited about what's going on in Bradford. They've always had good basketball teams, good boys and girls. So uh, yeah, we're going to. Uh, Yeah, tonight's game is uh, should be a good one. I mean, yeah, they, these two teams they were down for a long time. Dixie came back. They won the first game, seventy-four or seventy-five to nothing over a team in Indianapolis that was just starting out. It was their first game ever, and Dixie walloped them. Then they came back and won this game two, the second game, and the uh, and now they've lost three in a row. So they're going to try and stop a three-game losing streak here tonight. So. Bradford and Dixie getting ready to do battle on the gridiron. We'll be back with more after this timeout. You're listening to the High School Game of the Week on the Gem City Sports Network. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Ohio. This is sportsmanship. It's school sports. It's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious, and if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion? After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. It's a a gorgeous night here in New Lebanon as the Dixie Greyhounds get set to host the Bradford Railroaders in the Western Ohio Athletic Conference battle. The Railroaders coming in at... 
four and one overall. They average 32 points a game, give up 18. Dixie, they average 28 points per game and give up 40. They are one and three in the Western Ohio Athletic Conference and two and three overall. Here comes the band. One more round of applause for the marching band, along with our alumni. Oh, we've got the alumni band out there. They usually... Ladies and gentlemen, please rise to the playing of the Dixie High School alma mater under the National Anthem done by the Dixie Greyhound Marching Band. We are about 10 minutes away from the opening kickoff here at Dixie as the uh, Greyhounds are across the street in their locker room and the Railroaders are already out on the field ready for action as they are set. Like I said, they are 4-1 and one. and Last week, they beat Scioto Valley or Sciotaville East. So, other games tonight in the Western Ohio Athletic Conference. National Trail is at Arcanum. This is Cinewall Valley. is down at Preble Shawnee. Tri-County North is at Tri-Village. And Sony is right down the street at Twin Valley South. All games start at 7 o'clock. 
Other games tonight, uh, one game last night, and that was a good one. Miamisburg defeated Northmont 36-33 over at uh, Northmont. Other games tonight, as I try to get the score stream set here. Southeastern is at Catholic Central. Van Wert is at St. Mary's. Wapakoneta is at Lima Shawnee. New Bremen is at Fort Recovery. Carlisle is right up the street at Brookville for their homecoming. Lamont Catholic is at Bethel. Bethel has a brand new stadium also. I didn't think they were going to open it. It didn't look like they had enough. Uh, they didn't. Have, they weren't ready. But they are, they got it ready, and now they're playing at um, a new field at Bethel. Coldwater is at Parkway. Fenwick is at Baden. We hope to have Baden against CJ in Week 9. Springboro is at Centerville. Middletown is at Mason. Middletown Madison is at Eaton. Shemina Julianne is at McNicholas. Springfield is at Fairmont. West Carrollton at Stebbins. Northeastern at West Liberty Salem. Tippecanoe at Butler. We had Butler last week. They they upset Xenia. Um, they ended uh, Xenia's 15-game winning streak, as a matter of fact. Uh, Mechanicsburg is at West Jefferson. Pick was at Troy. That's a battle up there. It doesn't matter who's... Who's good or who's bad? That game is always going to be a battle no matter what. London at Bell Fountain. Madison Plains is at Cedarville. Defiance at Kenton. Thurgood Marshall takes on Dunbar. We will be at Welcome City next week as Meadowdale will take on Dunbar. That should be a dandy because those teams, that's a big uh, that's a big rivalry in the city league. Greenview is over at Greenan. Urbana is at Jonathan Older. Uh, Little Miami at Milford, Waynesfield, Goshen. They've got a very good team down there, uh, up there at Waynesfield. Uh, they're taking on Corey Rawson. Walnut Hills is at Loveland. Delta St. John is taking on the Anna Rockets. Lima Bath, the Wildcats, taking on the Titans of Ottawa Glandorf. Wayne Warriors are at Beaver Creek, taking on the Battle of Beavers. And uh, Edgewood is at Bellbrook. Belmont is over at Troutwood Madison, taking on... Jeff Graham and his group. Uh, ben Logan is at Northwestern. Elida, it's Salina. Clinton Massey at Wilmington. That's always a big one. Northridge is at Covington. Uh, East Clinton at Bethel Tate. Xenia, Battle of Green County, is at Fairborn. Fairborn's getting a new stadium, too. That, that'll that open next week. As a matter of fact, they have will have a whole new school system. And it's all going to be in one place. That's going to be just west of 675. I was talking to Kevin Alexander about it. He said they're very excited about playing at a new stadium. They've been playing at Memorial Stadium for a long time. As a matter of fact, they were playing there when I was at Wayne High School. And uh, I don't know when when they started playing football there, but it's been a while. So uh, congratulations to uh, Fairborn. Uh, Franklin is at Monroe. Indian Lake is at Graham. Greenville is at Sydney. And Richdale is at Hard Northern. So we're going to take another break. Be back with the opening kickoff right after this timeout. You're listening to the High School Game of the Week on the Gem City Sports Network. Hey, sports fans. You all know Don Brown. He was born and raised here in the Miami Valley and have met many of you somewhere along the line as a player, coach, or sports broadcaster for WKEF and WRGT-TV. 
Sports has been a big part of his life and remains so today. So if your high school team, little league organization, or group wants to look good year-round, then look no further than Don Brown Sports. From spirit gear t-shirts, polos, or equipment embroidery, or screen printing, Don Brown Sports is your first and last stop. He's got big quality at minor league pricing. Feel free to get in touch with DB via email at dhkbrown1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Or feel free to call him at 937-430-3105. Don Brown Sports, a big league look for a minor league price. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Contact McAfee Heating and Air at 937-438-1976 or www.mcair.com or 1-800-AIR-REPAIR. Profiler Inc., your local source for custom graphics including banners, decals, and custom apparel for your corporate, school, or personal needs. For more information, check us out on the web at www.profilerinc.com or on our Facebook page, Profiler Inc. Here come the Greyhounds out on the, the Chief Brown Stadium turf. It is natural grass here, and uh, listen to the band. Yeah, the Dixie marching band, along with their alumni. I know when we were when I was at Wayne, they'd always do script Wayne with the. With the uh, band, that was pretty cool. So the Greyhounds have won the toss. They will get the ball to start this this game. They will be going from left to right. They will have the sun in their eyes for at least another 20 minutes or so. They've got new lighting here that came here a couple of years ago. That LED lighting. And it really lights up this place. So uh, they can dim it. They can do all kinds of funny things with it, like they do in Major League Baseball and football and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're playing a good song. We don't know the rights to it, so we can't, we can't air it too well. So welcome to the jungle, ACDC. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed a nice game between the uh, Railroaders. And the Greyhounds of Dixie. We're just a couple of minutes away. We're going to take a break and be back with the opening kickoff right after this. Our performance Products is an all-American manufacturer of racing cylinder heads and intake manifolds. From two-time Drag Week winner Jeff Lutz, to the winningest bracket champions like Disco Dean Carn. Profiler Performance has become the overwhelming choice of drag racing's best-known name. Profiler Performance offers the absolute best bolt-on performance for cylinder heads and intake, utilizing their own in-house custom casting and CNC machining. For more information, visit ProfilerPerformance.com 
or find them on Facebook. Profiler Performance, they make power they haven't even used yet. A Special Wish Foundation of Dayton has a new name. It is now a Special Wish Foundation Dayton and Southwest Ohio chapter. They now serve 20 counties in Southwest Ohio and work with families whose children are being seen at Dayton Children's and Cincinnati Children's Hospitals. The organization has granted over 1,800 wishes to those children battling life-threatening illnesses. To find out how you can help make a special wish come true, log on to their website, aspecialwishdayton.org, or call them at 937-223-WISH. A Special Wish Foundation is a 501c3, and all funds stay within the local community to support local children. And here we go. Back deep for the Greyhounds will be Joseph Velasquez and also uh, Jamario Jordan. Doing the kicking for the Railroaders will be big number 88. And Landon Wills, a senior. So sit back and enjoy tonight's game between the Railroaders and the Greyhounds from Chief Brown Stadium in New Lebanon, Ohio. And here we go as the kick is un- kick is away, end over end kick coming down over to the far side, and it's going to go out of bounds. And the railroaders or the uh, greyhounds will have it first and ten at their own twenty or thirty five yard line, just underway here at Chief Brown Stadium. You hear the cheerleaders in the background; they do a great job here. Last time we were here a couple of weeks ago, they had the youngins out there too. There we go with uh, Aiden Martin as the quarterback. Alex Best, one of his receivers. So week six of the high school football season is underway. I'm glad you can join us here on the Gem City Sports Network. Next week we'll be down at Welcome Stadium for a city league battle between the uh, Meadowdale Lions and Dunbar Wolverines. Back in the backfield is Trusted Miller. And he's going to hand off to Miller. Miller's going to get up to the 34-35 yard line. Pick up of about five. It'll be second down at five. Make it. They're going to, they're going to mark it at the 34 or the 39 and a half yard line. So they're going to mark it down six. Second down and six. As we are underway here at Dixie. There's a handoff. This time it's going to Justin Melton. Melton's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be brought back. He's going to be dropped by big number 61, Eric Keener, a senior lineman. So a loss of about a yard. It's going to be third down and about, uh, let's see, third down and seven at the 38-yard line. Eleven minutes to go here in quarter number one. Going out to the left, part to the left is Bess. Here's Aiden going to keep it, and he's got a man. Bess, Bess, fighting for the first down. He breaks away to the fifty, into Bradford territory, up to the four, down to the forty-six yard line. Is Aiden Martin? Got a hold of Best. Best just broke a couple of tackles, went down the field. 
and they're going to mark it at the 50, at the 49 at the 50 yard line. As a matter of fact, he, he must have stepped out of bounds. So it's going to be first down. That's the first first down of the game for Dixie. Coming over to the near side is Joseph Velasquez. There's a handoff going to Dalton. Dalton goes around left side and stays in bound. He's going to lose a yard. Time called. They were discussing something. The officials were. There we go. Martin back in the gun. Miller right behind him. Martin's going to throw it away, and he does get a hold of Velasquez, but he's not going to gain anything. It's going to be incomplete, as a matter of fact. It's going to be third down and 11 at the uh, 49-yard line of the Greyhounds. They've lost a couple of yards. Second down. It'll be third down and 12. 9.41 remaining here in the first quarter from Chief Brown Stadium. On the campus of Dixie High School in New, Le- or New Lebanon, Ohio. Come the Greyhounds up to the line of scrimmage. Martin in the gun once again with Miller right behind him. Martin's going to, he drops the ball. Fumble picked up by the Railroaders in number 56, Zane Lent. And so the a turnover by Aid Martin gives the Railroaders great field position at the Dixie 39-yard line. 9.35 remaining here in this first quarter. No score, and the Railroaders will get the ball for the first time. Owen Cannon will bring his troops out. like to throw the ball, but they also like to run. And it rolls to the near side. Three receivers to the near side, one to the far side, man in the backfield. There's a toss. It goes to Garrett Trevino. Trevino gets all the way down to the 35-yard line, a pickup of four, second down and six. Jack Wright. Zach Wright. Brought him down. It'll be second down and six at the 35-yard line. Bradford four and one on the year. Going over to the far side is Hudson Hill. He's the his he's Cannon's favorite receiver. Cannon gets the ball. We'll hand it off. This time to Tucker Miller. Miller gets up, gets the first down. Number 43, Tucker Miller, ball carrier. So Miller gets the first down. It's going to be first and ten for the Railroaders at the 28-yard line of Dixie. I saw this on the schedule. I said, i got to do this one. I didn't know if these two teams would be still winless or some team was going to step up. Bradford stepped up so far, and so has Dixie. In the backfield is Tucker Miller. Hand off to Miller. Miller's going to be stopped in the backfield. I pick number 71, and that is Jaden Kinzer. 
Miller's going to go all the way back to the 40 or to the 30 yard line. A loss of about two, second down and 12, with 8.13 remaining here in quarter number one. No score between Bradford and Dixie. Bradford in their white jerseys with black numbers, orange trim, and black pants. Cannon gets the ball. He's going to roll to his right. Look to downfield. Eludes one player. Now he throws it down, and it's incomplete. Intended for Ross Miller. Or that, take it back, Trey Schmelzer. So it'll be third down and 12 at the 30-yard line. It's a great evening for football here in New Lebanon. Game time temperature brought to you by Don Brown Sports Apparel. Big league look for minor league price. Temperature right now is a great 77 degrees with the wind out of the northeast at 12 miles an hour. Here we go. Pitch back to Smelzer. Smelzer gets up down to the 30 or the 22 yard line, maybe. Blake McDaniel in on the stop. It's going to be fourth down and about five. They're going to mark it at the 22-yard line. Looks like uh, the railroaders are going to do it. They're going to go for it. The wind is in their face. It's blowing out of the north northeast at 12 miles an hour. Like I said, it's great evening for football. High formation, triple it. Randolph goes to Miller. Miller up middle and does not get the first down. So Tucker Miller is stopped by a whole pack of uh, Dixie Greyhounds. It's going to be first and ten for the Greyhounds at their own 21-yard line. So they turn the ball over and then they hold it. So first and ten, Dixie. At their own 21 yard, 21 yard, or 22 yard line. 6:57 remaining here in this first quarter. Uh, the bands for it happened. I think Dixie, or yeah, Bradford brought, brought their band. Uh, the bands for it at the half. Coming over to the near side is Bess Martin. Goes it out on the flats and almost intercepted. Almost intercepted by Raiden Womble, a freshman. Oh, he would have been loving that. So it'll be second down and 10. Ball will stay at the 22-yard line with 6.52 to go. Picked up a couple of games uh, in week uh, eight. We're going to do CJ at Carroll, which could be a good one. Here's a handoff going to Dalton. Dalton goes around left side. He's not going to get anywhere. He's stacked up. It's going to be third down and 11 now. Loss of one. Ball will be placed at the 21-yard line of the Greyhounds. 624 and counting here in this first quarter. No score. 
Dixie had the ball. They fumbled it away in the first, uh, their first possession. Martin going, rolling to his right, fires downfield, and has a man open at the 35. Still on his feet, going to be up to the 39-yard line. And it's going to be complete to number 13, Justin Belton. That's going to be a Dixie first down. The first and 10 for the Greyhounds at their own 40-yard line. Just under six minutes to go here in this first quarter. No score. Dixie's second possession. Best going out wide to the left. Tristan Miller in the backfield. There's a handoff to Miller, and he's going to get up to about the... He's not going to get... He's going to lose a yard. No, he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Second down and 10 at the 40-yard line. Best going out wide to the left. Melton in motion. Here comes... He's going to pitch back to Melton. Melton's going to get up to about the 33 or 43 yard line. I mean, that's Dalton, I should say. Wombled in on the stop. The third down and about eight at the 42 yard line with under five minutes to go here in this quarter. Glad you can join us here on the Gem City Sports Network. Next week, we'll be down at Welcome Stadium for a Sydney Big Battle between the Metadale Lions and the Dunbar Wolverines. Mark going out wide to the right. Almost pass is intercepted by Bradford. Wombo gets the interception. And the Railroaders are in good shape once again. They are at the Dixie 43-yard line. So two turnovers by Dixie. So turnovers will kill you every time. Hey, everybody, let's give it up for our one-night cheerleaders. The alumni cheerleaders are here also. From the railroads, Cannon going back to pass. Flushed out of his pocket. It's going to roll around to his right side. He's got some running room. He's got the first down and more. And going out of bounds at about the 25-yard line. So another first down for the... Another first down for the uh, railroads. first down. I'm going to mark the ball at the 27-yard line, first and 10 for Bradford. It's a nice little town up there, Bradford. They got the, uh, got the they got some kind of festival up there. That is. Let's also do it for our cheerleaders, Terry Klaus. Happy birthday! Alumni cheerleaders are always 21, just like me. I'm always 21 years of age. Cannon going back to pass, looking downfield. Has a man open in uh, Landon Wills. He's got it and another first down. And he gets inside the 10-yard line, down to the 9-yard line. The first to goal at the 9-yard line for the Railroaders, knocking on the door. First to goal for the Railroaders. 
no score with a four oh four minutes to go here in this first quarter. Going out wide to the right is Hudson Hill. Three receivers to the near side. Wills to the far left. And going in motion is Trevino, Garrett Trevino. Cannon back to pass. Fires to, to Trevino in the, or to Hudson Hill. Touchdown. Looks like uh, they're going to go for two. Bradford is a nine-yard pass from Cannon to Hill. Gives the Railroaders the early lead. They're going for two. Cannon going back to pass. Fires it over, and it's incomplete. And so, with 3.41 left here in this first quarter, it's 7 or 6 nothing. Bradford back after this. Threatening illnesses. To find out how you can help make a special wish come A Special Wish Foundation of Dayton has a new name. It is now a Special Wish Foundation Dayton and Southwest Ohio chapter. They now serve 20 counties in Southwest Ohio and work with families whose children are being seen at Dayton Children's and Cincinnati Children's Hospitals. The organization has granted over 1,800 wishes to those children battling life-threatening illnesses. To find out how you can help make a special wish come true, log on to their website, aspecialwishdayton.org. Or call them at 937-223-WISH. The Special Wish Foundation is a 501c3, and all funds stay within the local community to support local children. Back deep for Dixie will be Jamario Jordan and also Joseph Velasquez. As Wills will boot it away for the... Railroader State lead at six nothing. On a nine yard pass from Cannon to Hudson Hill. And a squib kick. Nice job and looks like Bradford has it on the onside kick. Looked like uh Tate Kreitzer had it, but it must have squirted from him. And now Bradford has the ball, first and ten. Ball will be placed at the Dixie forty seven yard line. The sun is setting to the west. So here come the Bradford Railroaders once again. Bradford has scored some points. A couple of years ago, they couldn't they couldn't score points if they were standing in the touchdown. They're in zone. Here's pass way downfield to Hill. He's got it. He's down to the five and. Down to the one foot yard, one foot line. So Hudson Hill caught the touchdown pass. Now he catches a long one down to the one yard line, and it's going to be first and goal at the one. So Melton brings him down as the 
Bradford Railroaders are stri- striking real quick here. Here we go. Big number 61 in there at fullback, Eric Keener. They're going to give it to Keener. Keener's going to pull into the end zone for a touchdown, it looks like. Maybe they stopped him. I think they stopped him. No, they did. Keener, the big guy. One yard run. And just like that, it's 12 to nothing. And that was just in uh, 30 seconds. So, here come the railroaders back out. They're going to go for two once again. Bradford won the first game 22-0 over uh, Middletown Christian. And they lost to Country Days 33-6. They trounced New They won the last three in a row. They beat New Miami 44-7, Bridgeport 48-14, and last week a close one. At, uh, at home against Sayutaville East. And a handoff. And did they get into the end zone? No, they did not. And that was number six and Owen, or uh, Trey Schmelzer. So the run, run failed. And that makes it now 12 to nothing. So the uh, Rams. They stopped the extra point, so we're gonna take we're gonna take a break back after this. No matter the threat or where the front line may be, our armed forces protect and defend us every day. But what does it take to strengthen our service members and keep them focused on the mission? What does it take to keep our military connected to family, home, and country? It takes a force. Be a force behind the forces. Join the USO in helping service members and their families. Give today at csoio.uso.org. No matter the threat or what. Back here at Keith Brown Stadium. 12 nothing is our score. Bradford leading it. They score, score quickly. 30 seconds apart. Cannon threw a nine-yard pass to Hudson Hill with 3.41 left. And then Keener just ran it in from one yard out. Here's Wills to boot it away. And, and offside is going to be against the railroaders. As the penalty markers come flying in from the near side, they're going to mark it back five yards. So Wills will kick it from the 35. Marking it back five yards. <laughs> One of the officers said, "Cheer her, go to jail." <laughs> I love it. Three eleven to go here in this first quarter. Twelve to nothing is our score. Bradford leading it on two quick touchdowns, thirty seconds apart. The rules are booted away. Now they're going to do it again. That was in the cheering section. 
Line drive kick coming down, and it's going to go. It's going to stay in bounds. And picking it up is Jordan. Jordan steps out of bounds at the 14-yard line. That's where the Greyhounds will take over. First and ten, trailing 12 to nothing with 3:07 to go here in this first quarter. This offense can be explosive. Dixie, they played a team from Indianapolis first game. Irving Prep Academy won 73 to nothing. Then they beat Mississippi Valley here, 35-27, and a good one. Then they lost to Ansonia, 64 to six. Tri County North, 49-7, and National Trail, 61-21. So there's a handoff going to Melton. Melton's breaking ways to the 40. Or to the 30, to the 40, 50, 45, almost, and a horse collar. And they're going to add on a penalty yardage. They're going to mark the ball to the 39-yard line of the Railroaders, and they're going to tack on another 15 for that. Pippa Bradford got the got it on the corner, got it on the collar. Oh no! Face mask. Ten-yard penalty. From the, no, fifteen-yard penalty from the end of the run. They're going to mark it at the twenty-four-yard uh, line. First and ten. Two fifty-four to go here in this first quarter. This could be a good one, folks. Whistles. Dixie was ready to go. They didn't blow the whistle. They didn't blow the ball in play yet. Now, wait a minute. What is Looks like we're going to get a call here from the referee. Delay a, delay a game on Dixie. Going to mark it back five yards. They do have the uh, a mic here. Uh, uh, the referee is mic'd up, so we'll be able to hear the penalties. So here come the Greyhounds, first and ten, at, first and fifteen at their own, uh, at the thirty-yard line of the railroaders. Handoff goes to the running back and Preston Miller. Miller comes all the way down to the. See what they're going to mark it at. They're going to mark it at the twenty-three-yard line. So he picked up the yard, the penalty yardage and more. So it'll be second down and nine at the 24-yard line. Make it second and eight at the 23. Martin calling the play. Going to the left now is Jordan. And off this time going to Melton. Melton around the right side. Pushed out of bounds. Number 13, Jesse Melton Ball, knocked out of bounds on number 43, Chuck Miller. It's going to be down at the 20-yard line. Well, second down, or third down at about six, five or six. At the, where did they mark it at? 
Marked it at the 20-yard line. On the scoreboard, they had 19. Timeout called by the Greyhounds. We're going to take a quick timeout, too. Tonight, over 210 left. 12 nothing Bradford back after this. No matter the threat or where the front line may be, our armed forces protect and defend us every day. But what does it take to strengthen our service members and keep them focused on the mission? What does it take to keep our military connected to family, home, and country? It takes a force. Be a force behind the forces. Join the USO in helping service members and their families. Give today at csohio.uso.org. Back here at Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School. 12 nothing with 2.10 to go here in the first quarter. Bradford leading it. They scored at 3.41 mark. Cannon threw a nine-yard pass to Hudson Hill. The extra point was no good. 6 nothing, And then a third distance and onside kick gave the uh, Railroaders good field position at Keenan. And a nice pass to Hudson Hill. Brought it down to the one-yard line. Keener brought it in from one yard out just 30 seconds later. So here we go. Martin in the gun. Handoff. This time going to Melton. Melton gets down inside the 10-yard line, down to about the 7-yard line. It's going to be another first down for the or Smelter, or Smelter made the stop. Melton carried the ball. It's going to be another first down for the Greyhounds. They're fourth. Both teams have four first downs. 155 left. First and goal. Handoff once again to Melton, or this time Jordan. Jordan's going to be stopped. Back at about the 11 yard line. So a loss of. Owen Cannon brought it down. Second and goal, Greyhounds at the 11-yard line of Bradford. 126 to go. Jordan had his... Didn't look good the way he came down. It looked like his knee buckled on him. Two receivers to the far side, and Bess and Milton. And off this time, going to Dalton. Dalton gets down to the 10. Third down and goal at the 10. Just under a minute to go here in this first quarter. Play clock running down to 20. It's the Greyhounds looking over to the near side as best going out wide to the left. Melton all alone in the, or not. Melt, or, Martin throwing it away and almost intercepted by Cannon. That's incomplete. That would have been the third turnover by Dixie. Justin Melton did catch the pass and they're going to run the clock out. So your score at the end of one quarter play, it's Bradford, 12, Dixie, nothing, back after this. This is the Gem City Sports Network. 
Hi, this is Doug Brown from the Gem City Sports Network. Throughout the years, we've provided coverage of a wide range of sports, including high school baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, as well as Central State Marauders football and basketball. You do baseball also. And do you know that what the best part is? It's all free. That's right, absolutely free. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in to the Gem City Sports Network, your ultimate source for local sports here in the Miami Valley. Speaking of the Central State Marauders, we will be out at McPherson Stadium tomorrow for the home opener of the Marauders. They take on the Allen Yellow Jackets at 1 o'clock. be on the air at 12.30. All the pregame activities. So join us on right here on Radio1.gemcity.com. And then right after that, on Twitch TV, our Twitch TV channel, it'll be high school soccer as the Botkins Trojans take on the uh, Dayton Christian Warriors down at Dayton Christian. Ladies start at 5.30. The guys start at 7.30. So here we go. Fourth down and five. At the fourth and goal at the five. As we get started here in quarter number two. Martin in the gun. Hands off. And into the end zone goes Justin Melton. So Melton gives the Greyhounds cut the lead in half. Dixie going to be kicking for Dixie. There's a kick. Kick is up, and it is good. I don't know who kicked that, so I have to find out. So Bradford 12, Dixie 7. I'm going to keep it right here. Looking forward to going out to McPherson Stay and the the uh, the runners have been on the road for the first three weeks of the season. Went up to Chicago to take on Mississippi Valley State. They won that one 24-21 on a 32-yard field goal by Jose Chairs. And then they came here to Dayton, got walloped, and then lost a tough one down at Tuskegee last week, 27-21. So they're going to take out Allen on Saturday. Then they'll be uh, home next week against Miles. That's always a battle. So here we go. Sarver kicking it. There's a kick, and it's a squibber. And goes to the up back at the 41-yard line. That was Wills. And, you know, I didn't see the, I didn't hear the horn go off when they scored those touchdowns. So they must not have brought the train horn like they did, like they usually do at home. So, first and ten for the Railroaders at their own 41-yard line. Just underway here in quarter number two. 
12-7 is our score. Here comes Owen Cannon and his... Start first and ten at their own 41-yard line. Cannon will hand off. This time it goes to Tucker Miller. Miller's not going anywhere. He's going to lose about three yards. Back to the 38-yard line. Dixie read that just right. Like they knew it was coming. Second down and 13. Ball resting at the 38-yard line with 11 and a half to go here in, quarter, in the first half. We'll have the bands for you at halftime, as we usually do. Going over to the far side is... And whistles. And we have... Ball start against Bradford. It's going to march him back five more yards. Back to the 33-yard line. Nice breeze blowing here in the press box right now. Lights are starting to take effect. These LED lights are great. Going over to the far side is number 13. I don't have a 13 on here. Also Garrett Trevino. Or Trevino. High staff can't. Cannon fumbles it. He's going to take it himself. He gets to the 35, up to the 37-yard line. He's stopped there by Blake McDaniel. McDaniel, a sophomore inside linebacker. So it'll be third down and about 13 or 14 from the 43-yard line. Or 38-yard line, I'm sorry, 38-yard line. Going over to the far side is number 33 and Peyton Milgard. Also is Smelzer. Smelzer coming into motion. Or no, that is uh, Torino. Cannon being rushed and brought down at the 25-yard line by Dixie. They're going to give credit to number 55 and... Connor Kilbarger. And it's going to be fourth and very long for the Railroaders. Fourth and about 25. Ball sitting on Foles Road Avenue. Foles Road. So they're going to boot it away, it looks like. Kicking it for Bradford is number 43 and Tucker Miller. He gets it away. And a fair catch by Jordan. They'll mark the ball at the 39-yard line. That'll be first and 10 for the Greyhounds. They have the, I would say they have the, uh, the momentum right now since they scored the last touchdown and they just put uh, Bradford way deep in their own territory. So here come the Greyhounds trailing 12 to 7 here with 9.22 remaining here in the first half. Next week we'll be in Dayton down at Welcome Stadium, the newly refurbished Welcome Stadium. Coming over to the near side is Bess. And handoff up the middle 
see who had it. That was number 32 and Trustin Miller. Going to pick up one, second and nine. They will mark the ball at the 49-yard or 41-yard line. With nine minutes to go here in this first half. Congratulations goes out to Weston Ross, the king, and Mira Gebhardt, the queen, for a homecoming. I have to dance tomorrow night, probably over in the gym. Martin was keeping himself, and he's not going to go anywhere. Number seven, eight, Martin, As a matter of fact, he may have lost a yard. Down number 56. So it'll be third down. Third and nine. He'll mark the ball to 41-yard line. With 8.28 to go here in the first half. Bradford got two scores within 30 seconds of each other in that first quarter. They led it 12 to nothing until uh, Melton took it in from five yards out. Here come the Greyhounds. It's time to hand off. They're going to go. It's going to go to. I didn't see who got it. Number 89, Billy Bowser takes it. And they're going to mark it at the 44 yard line, and Dixie will boot it away. Going back deep for the Railroaders is number three in Griffin Trevino. Booting it away is best. Nice kick coming down, end over end. Er, that hit. That hit uh, looked like it hit number six or five, Wesley Roberts. And they're going to mark it at the 32-yard line. So it'll be first and 10 for Bradford at their own 32-yard line with 7.25 remaining here in the first first half. See if we can get some scores from around the area. Got the railroaders, 726 left. I want Cannon back in at quarterback. Underneath center this time, he's going to hand off to Wills. Wills going to get up, or uh, take that back, that is Miller. Miller's going to get up to about the 38 yard line. It's going to be second down and about six. Second and four, I'm sorry, second and four. At the 38-yard line, coming over to the near side is Hudson. Tucker Miller in the backfield, along with Trevino. Hand off once again to Miller. Miller's going to be stopped at the 40-yard line. No, they're going to mark it at the 39, so I'll pick up a one. Nope, they are going to mark it at the 40. So pick up a two, second, a third down and two. 634 left here in this first half. 12-7 is our score. Wapakoneta leads Lima Shawnee 21-0 in the second quarter. St. Mary's over Van Wert. 13-7. There's a handoff. Goes to Miller. Or it's going to go to Troxel. 
Rebecca Miller. Tucker Miller loses his lid. He's going to have to sit out of play. Penalty markers are down. It's going to be against Dixie. So that's going to be an automatic first down for Bradford. And that's going to be tacked on at the, to the end of the play. So it's going to be first and ten for Bradford at the Dixie 34-yard line with 6.04 left here in this first half. St. Mary's leads Van Wert 13-7. Southeastern over Catholic Central 13-7. Coldwater over Parkway 16-0. All these are second quarter scores. Baden leads Fenwick in the GCL 14-3. Trevino. Here's the handoff to Trevino. Griffin Trevino. He's not going to get too many yards. Maybe a yard at the most. Second and nine. At the 33-yard line, with 5.35 left. West Liberty Salem leads Northeastern 28-7. Fairmont leads Springfield 7-0. Butler leads Tip 14-6. We had a good one last week at uh, Xenia. Butler defeats, defeated uh, Xenia. Cannon underneath center. He's going to hand off. He's going to go to Smelzer. Smelzer's going to get down to about the 27-yard line. Yeah, last week was 28-21. Butler over Xenia. So they had a lot of momentum going against Tip. Tip beat Troy last week. Four forty left here in this first half. From the railroaders up to the line of scrimmage. Third and two, and timeout is called by Bradford. Gonna run down some more scores for you. We have the chance. We're gonna do them again at halftime. So Butler in the second quarter leads to the canoe, 14 to 6. Eaton over Middletown Madison, 14 to nothing. Middletown over Mason, 7 to nothing in the first quarter. No score between Springboro and Centerville, as is Stebbins and West Carroll. Lama Catholic and Bethel tied at 14 in the second quarter. New Bremen over West uh, Fort Recovery, 7 to nothing. National Trail 13, our Canham 6. Brookville leads Carlisle in the first quarter, 14 to nothing. West Jefferson over Mechanicsburg, 14 to nothing in the second quarter. Troy, 7 to nothing over Pickwick. That's a battle. You can throw out the records on that one. Belbrook 14, Edgewood 3. Edgewood, a new member of the Southwestern Buckeye League. And a back battle of the unbeatens. Marion Local and Versailles tied at 7 apiece. 428 remaining here in this first half here at Dixie. Handoff going to Schmelzer. Schmelzer is going to be stopped. Did not get the first down. Or did he? It is close to the first down. He's about a yard short. No, he's more. Yeah, he's about a about a yard short, a yard or two. 
So they're going to go for it with four minutes to go in here in this second quarter. Bradford leading at 12-7. Here come the railroaders up to the line of scrimmage. And off to the first man up the middle. And they got the first down. That was Trevino. Eric Trevino. It's good enough for another first down for the Railroaders as they continue to drive. First down and 10 will fall via the 21 yard line. David Howard's going to try and win $1,000, kick a 30 yard field goal. Three men in the eye for Bradford. This time a hand, a fake handoff. Cannon going back. He's going to have a run. He's got some running room. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5 and into the end zone for a touchdown. A 20-yard run for Cannon. And that gives the Railroaders a an 18-0 lead. Or did he get in? Yeah, he did get in. But he did. So they're going to go for two. Try to make it 20 to 7. Here come the railroaders up to the line of scrimmage. Cannon rolling to his right, fires into the end zone, and it's incomplete. So with 303 left here in this first half, it is Bradford 18 and Dixie 7. So we're going to keep it right here, get some more scores for you. And Kent meets Defiance 12 to 8 in the second quarter. We've had some high scores this year. Ansonia 22-13 over Twin Valley South. London leads Bell Fountain 21-6. Jonathan Alder 21. Urbana 7. Valley all over Oakwood 28-0 in the second quarter. That's going to be a running clock. Cedarville over Madison Plains 28-0 second quarter. North Region Covington in a, in a dogfight. Uh, 14-14 first quarter. Lima Bath over Ottawa Glandor, 14 to, not, uh, 14 to 7. Jackson over Washington Courthouse, 14 to 7. Indian Lake and Graham tied at 7. Xenia leads Fairborn, 14 to nothing. Salina over Elida, 21 6. Milford over Little Miami, 21 0. Sydney shutting out Greenville, 28 0. And one more score for you. Minster over St. Henry, 7 0. Here we go. Back deep once again is Velasquez and Jordan. Wills will kick it away. A little line drive, and that's going to be picked up by Jordan at about the – he's going back to the 10. To the 20, 25. He's got some running room. And he's going to break away. He's to the 35, to the foot, 50, 35, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Jordan. 
Jordan. A kickoff return of about 90 yards. But there's a flag on the play. See what the flag is. That is a touchdown. Ah, it is a sideline warning against Dixie. They got a little too happy with that one. The 2:47 left. I'm going to say 90-yard run. And that makes it now 18-13, and Dix is going to try and... They might be going for two. They are going for two. Martin will be in the gun, and right behind him will be Tristan Miller. Timeout called by Dixie, and they had about four seconds left on the on the play clock. So Cannon scores on a 20-yard run. The, the extra point was no good, and Jamario Gordon or, or Jordan ran it back 90 yards for the score. Said there was a penalty marker on the play. There was. It was a sideline warning against Dixie. So the touchdown counts. And that's where we are. 18 at uh, two, 2.47 left in the first half. It is 18 to 13. We're going to try and go for two to make it a three-point game. Here come the Greyhounds and the Railroaders back out onto the field here at Tixie High School. Once again, Martin in the gun with Trusted Miller right next to him. This is a barn burner here at Dixie tonight. They whistle the ball in play. Martin going to keep it, and did he get in? Yes, he did. So, with 2.47 left here in this first half, Dixie trails now 18-15 to 15 with 2.47 left. I think we're going to have a hell of a game here, folks. Coming up at the half, we'll have the bands for you and some more scores. 18, Glad you can join us here on the Gem City Sports Network. We are your source for local sports in the Miami Valley. Tomorrow afternoon, it will be Central State Marauder football as they take on Allen at 1 o'clock and then at 5.30. It'll be high school soccer on our Twitch channel. It'll be the Botkins Trojans taking on the Big Christian Warriors. And that will be video let me down at uh, Dave Christian. They got a nice little field down there. It's in Kettering. And uh, Brian Reese will have it for you on our Twitch channel. And if you can't catch it on Twitch, it'll be on YouTube on Sunday. So 247 remaining here in this first half. 
And here comes, I think it's Sarver. There's a kick, and it's a squib kick. It takes a oh, a high bounce picked up by who picked that up? Hit off somebody, and then Cannon picked it up. And he's going to be down at the 29-yard line. It'll be first and ten from that point for the Bradford Railroaders. Uh, the Bradford Band first. And I'm sure there there might be a couple of football players and cheerleaders on that on that band. It usually happens when you've got a small school like Bradford and Dixon. I know Dixon's got a couple of football players in the band. Cannon in the gun, flips it out to the near side, tried to get it to uh, Garrett Trevino. Incomplete, goes out of bounds, second down. And uh, 10 at the, they're going to mark it at the 30-yard line. Second and 10. That is Sarver, the kicker. Here come the great. Uh, here come the railroaders. They lead it by three, 18 to 15. Here's the handoff. Going to Miller. Miller's going to be brought down from behind. He is whacked at the 28-yard line. He's whacked there by Zach Wright and Justin Melton. So it'll be third down. Ball will be placed at the 28-yard line. Third down and 12. What a game we got here tonight. Had a good one last week, 28-21. to 21. Butler upsets Xenia. Of course, Butler don't call that an upset. Here come the railroaders. Cannon gets the snap, going back to pass, in the pocket. Throws downfield. Got a man open at the 40. That is... Uh, Schmelzer, Schmelzer all the way down to about the, where's it going to mark it at? The 17-yard line. Best riding down with 144 left in this quarter. Another first down for the Railroaders. They are now at the 17-yard line of the Greyhounds. Let's go back and forth. <laughs> I love it. 90-yard run. Kickoff return by Jordan. 130 left. Miller, sidecar left. Cannon going back to pass. He's going to be rushed out of the pocket. He's going to the left side and going out of bounds. And a penalty marker coming in as he was hit late out of bounds by one of the Greyhounds. Billy Bowser knocked him out of bounds. That's going to be a personal foul against Bowser. Here we go to the referee on the field. So here we go. personal foul on the defense. So I have to distance to the goal. No market at the 10-yard line. First and 10. 
First and goal. Or no, first and three. For Bradford. Cannon in the gun. Man coming in motion to the near side. As Cannon rolls to his right. Stops, fires down into the end zone. Picked off by... Who's that? Picked off by Justin Melton. Melton's still on his feet. He's to the 30, up to the 35-yard line. And Nicky will take over with less than a minute to go. There's a penalty marker down at the 12-yard line. See what that penalty is going to be. It could be against Dixie. It's going to be hold against Dixie. After the play, after the interception. So Dixie's going to have the ball. So it'll be first and ten for the Greyhounds at the five-yard line. Their own five-yard line with 57 seconds left. Fifty-seven, seven, 57 ticks on the clock left here in this first half. So, Dixie, they have the ball. First and ten at their own five-yard line. Martin in the gun. Miller right behind, right beside him on the left side. Going to fire over to the right side and incomplete. Intended for best. Incomplete. 52 seconds left. Second and 10 at the 5. Coming up in 52 ticks on the clock. It'll be the Bradford Band and also the Dixie Band, probably with their alumni. Uh, that for you right here on GCSN, as we always do. Don't know what to expect next week with the uh, City League. Sometimes they have a band, sometimes they don't. So, timeout called by Dixie. We're going to take a timeout, too, back after this. You're listening to the High School Game of the Week on the Gem City Sports Network. Hi, this is Doug Brown from the Gem City Sports Network. Throughout the years, we've provided coverage of a wide range of sports, including high school baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, as well as Central State Marauders football and basketball. You do baseball also. And you know what the best part is? It's all free. That's right, absolutely free. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in to the Gem City Sports Network, your ultimate source for local sports here in the Miami Valley. There we go. Here comes Dixie out. Bradford coming out of there. Out of their huddle. 52 seconds left. Dixie's got to go 95 yards. They trail it by three, 18-15. Martin gets the ball. He'll hand off to Miller. Miller going out of bounds. And they're going to mark him out of bounds at about the 10-yard line. Tucker Miller pushed him out of bounds. 
47 ticks on the Chief Brown clock. Glad you can join us here on this Friday night, a gorgeous Friday night. Another good one. I don't think we've had a bad night for two years. Knock on wood. There's a handoff up the middle. And that was to uh, Tristan Miller. Timeout called Dixie. 37 seconds left. So Bradford calls timeout. Their second timeout of the half. They got one left. Dixie has none. Coming up tomorrow, Central State Marauder football as they take on Allen. 1 o'clock right here on Radio 1. Then at 5.30, it'll be high school soccer on our Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash GCSN Sports. It'll be the Botkins Trojans taking on the Dayton Christian Warriors. And uh, that'll be on, that'll be video only. Now the ladies at 5.30, the guys at 7.30. Cheerleaders having some fun down on the track. Thirty-seven seconds left here on the Chief Brown Stadium clock, and looks like they're going to go. They're going to kick it away. Best standing in his end zone, boots it away, coming down, and fair catch called. And Dixie will down it at the forty-two yard line, their own forty-two yard line, with twenty-six seconds left. Here in this first half. Bands at the half and scores from around the area. So stick around. We got a barn burner here. That's for sure. 18-15 with 26 seconds left. We always like to have the bands on at halftime, you know, because they work just as hard as everybody else. Sometimes if they are a competition band, they work real hard. Not to say that the show bands don't, but the, those show bands, they have to be precise. Cannon going back to pass, looking downfield. He's going to take the ball and run himself. He's to, no, he's, now he's going to fire down to Hudson. Hudson down to about the 18-yard line. That's going to be a first down. Hudson Hill runs out of bounds at the... 19-yard line. So Bradford picks up their eighth first down, unofficially, of course. Dixie has just four, unofficially. 17 seconds left here in this first half. 18-15 is our score. High snap. Cannon picks it up. Now fires downfield and did it. Pass was intended for Hudson Hill. He went out of bounds. So it'll be second down and 10 at the 19 yard line with 11 seconds left. So 11 seconds left, 18 15. Bradford leading it. Bradford took a 12-0 lead 
Oh, and, uh, we'll get over that. We'll, we'll get all that here in just a second. So they're going to mark it down, but the play clock, or they're going to mark it down to 15 seconds on the, or no, wait a minute, seven seconds on the game clock. 15 seconds on the play clock. Oh yeah, he left his he left his microphone on. Cannon going back to pass, looking downfield, goes over to his right, fires down into the end zone, incomplete with one second left. So they get one more play here in the second quarter. So Dixie, they have scored. 14 points here, or 15 points here in the second half, or second quarter. They've outscored Bradford 15 to 6 here in the second quarter. One pick left on the clock here at Chief Brown Stadium. This time Hill going out to the near side. Trevino and. There's Cannon back to pass, fires over the middle, and they do not get into the end zone. That was uh, Landon Wills. So your halftime score, the Bradford Railroaders 18 and the Dixie Greyhounds 15. We'll be back with the bands right after this. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic Sports in Ohio. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Hey everyone, let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments, it doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Listening to the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Now here come the Bradford Railroaders marching band out on the field. Small band, so. So here we go with the Bradford Marching Railroaders.
Madrid High School marching band. The Blackbird High School marching band is under the direction of Mrs. Fourteen. The band would like to thank the boosters and the parents who helped make their very busy summer a success. And as always, go Railroaders! Sports fans, you all know Don Brown. He was born and raised here in the Miami Valley and have met many of you somewhere along the line as a player, coach, or sports broadcaster for WKEF and WRGT TV. Sports has been a big part of his life and remains so today. So if your high school team, little league organization, or group wants to look good year-round, then look no further than Don Brown Sports. From spirit gear t-shirts, polos, or equipment embroidery, or screen printing, Don Brown Sports is your first and last stop. He's got big quality at minor league pricing. Feel free to get in touch with DB via email at dhkbrown1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Or feel free to call him at 937-430-3105. Don Brown Sports, a big league look for a minor league price. And now the Dixie marching marching band along with the alumni.
There you have it, the Dixie Marching Band. There you have it, the Dixie Marching Band and Alumni Band here at Homecoming for the Dixie Greyhounds. They trail it 18 to 13, or 18 to 15. Here's some scores from around the area as we have them. Wapakoneta leads uh, Lima Senior, or Lima Shawnee, 35 to nothing. St. Mary's leads Van Wert. These are all halftime scores. 13-7. Fairmont 10. Springfield nothing. Southeastern 20. Catholic Central 7. New Bremen 7. Fort Recovery nothing. Uh, Middletown 14 nothing over Mason. Baden 14-3 over Fenwick. Eaton all over Madison. 30 to nothing. Madison started out like a, started out real hot and cooled off all of a sudden. Centerville leads Springboro 7-0 at the half. Butler 21-7 over Tippecanoe at the half. And they missed the field goal here, so he didn't win $1,000. Coldwater over Parkway 40-0 at the half. West Liberty Salem 35, Northeastern 7. National Trail leads Arcanum 13-6. Bethel and Lehman Catholic tied at 14 in the second quarter. Uh, Brookville 14-0 over Carlisle at the half. Troy and Piqua 7-0 in a dogfight up there at uh, Troy's Memorial Stadium. West Jefferson 21, Mechanicsburg nothing. Defiance 16-12 over Kenton. Marion Local 14-7 over Versailles. And Clinton Massey leads uh, Wilmington 17-14, halftime. Bellbrook over Edgewood 17-3 in the, in the third quarter. London over Bellfountain 28-6 at the half. Ben Logan and Northwestern in a good one, 13-13. P- Lima Perry over North Baltimore 7-6 in the third quarter. Urbana trailing Jonathan Alder 21-7 at the half. Valleview at the half leads Oakwood 28 to nothing. Sydney 28-7 over Greenville. Franklin 14, Monroe 6, Cedarville 35, Madison Plains nothing. Fairborn and Xenia tied at 14 and a good one in Greene County. Alder 35, Carroll nothing. Harden Northern 21, Ridgedale nothing. 
Our score here, Bradford 18, Dixie 15. Milton Union leads Miami's 14-13. Indian Lake and Graham all tied up at 7 apiece. Anna 19, Delta St. John's nothing. Kenton Ridge 17, Tecumseh nothing. Waynesville 17, Ross 7. Talawanda trailing Fort Laramie 28-13. Greenview over Greenan 34-0. Loveland 28, Western Hills nothing. Triad 8. And Fairbanks, nothing in the third quarter. Uh, let's see. Northridge leading Covington, 28-14. to 14. Riverside, 42 nothing over uh, Troy Christian. Uh, let's see here. Trowood Madison, 42 nothing over Brad, or Belmont. Waynesfield Goshen, 55 to nothing over Corey Rossi. Wayne leading Beaver Creek, 28-14. to 14. Preble Shawnee all over Mississauga Valley, 48 to nothing. And one other score, Upper Side of the Valley leads Richmond, 32 to nothing. So the Railroaders will get the ball to start the second half. They will be going from left to right on your dial. Scoring in the first half went like this. Owen Cannon threw a nine-yard pass to Hudson Hill. The extra point was no good. 6 nothing Bradford with 3.41 to go. Then they kicked off... Uh, Bradford had an onside kick, and they picked it up. They went down to the one-yard line. Keener ran it in, the big guy. The extra point was no good, 12-0. Dixie comes back, Melton on a five-yard run. The kick was good by Sarver, 12-7. Cannon run it in from 20 yards out with three minute, 3.03 to go in the second quarter. The extra point was no good, but on the ensuing kickoff, Jordan for Dixie ran it 90 yards, and the Martin made the extra point, made the two-point conversion. That's where we stand at 18 to 15 here as we got start the second half here at Chief Brown Stadium. Sarver to kick it off for the Greyhounds, and he'll boot it up the middle, and one of the upbacks pick it up for. For Bradford, that was John Troxel. And it'll be first and ten for the Railroaders at their own 47-yard line as we start quarter number three. Bradford had eight first downs in the first half. Dixie had just four. Those were unofficial, of course. So, just underway here in quarter number two, or quarter number three here from Brad, or from Dixie High School. Like I said earlier, Bradford's got a brand new stadium. I'd like to go up there and see it. I might go up for basketball and get up there early and see what it's like. They say it's right behind the school. So next year when Dixie goes up there, you'll see a new uh, two-year-old stadium. Cannon in the shotgun. And whistle and time is caught. The uh, play clock ran out, so a delay of game. So it's going to be first and 15. Ball will be brought back to the 42-yard line. So they had a delay of game penalty for Dixie and a delay of game penalty for Bradford. Going in motion is Trevino. Snap. And Cannon breaks away, but he's nailed. In the backfield by Parker Butler, a junior, 
all the way back to the 37-yard line. So it's going to be second down and very long at the 37-yard line. They get to get all the way up to the 43-yard line of the Greyhounds for the first down. Second down and 20. Bradford, 4-1 on the year. As Wills goes out wide to the left, Trevino goes in motion. They throw over to the right side and almost picked off by Justin Melton. And it's incomplete. I thought they were going to call a... I thought they were going to call a, uh, a false start against the Railroaders, but they did not. So the third down and 20 at the 37-yard line of... Bradford with 11.05 to go here in quarter number three from from Chief, Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School in New Lebanon. Will's going out wide to the right, or wide to the left, Hudson to the near side. Trevino in his stop slot. Cannon going back to pass in the pocket. Gets flushed out. Now he's going to fire over to the near side and 10 for Hudson. That's incomplete. It'll be fourth down, so Dixie holds. So it'll be fourth down and 20. Going back deep will be Jamario Jordan. He ran a kick back 90 yards on the kickoff return to make it 18 to 13. And that two-point conversion was made. So Jordan standing at about his 30-yard line. Good snap. The kick is away. And Jordan's got at the 23-yard line a fair catch. And that's where the Greyhounds will take over, first and 10. With 10.51 remaining here in the third quarter. They trail at 18.15. Next week we will be at Welcome Stadium as the Meadowdale Lions take on the Dunbar Wolverines. And that's always a big rivalry in the City League. Meadowdale. Meadowdale winning last night, 59 to nothing over opponents. And that was opponents' uh, homecoming. Here come the Greyhounds. Martin in the gun with Tristan Miller behind him. And a handoff coming around to the near side. And it's going to go to Hunter Dalton. And he's brought down... Back at the 27-yard line, the time is called as we have a Dixie player down. And that was number 13 and Justin Milton. He's okay. So they called timeout on the injury. Now the clock has started once again, or will be. 10.35 left. Clock is running now. Miller gets the ball. Tristan Miller gets all the way up to the 30-yard line. Pickup of about six. He's second down and about four. See where they mark it. They mark it at the 30-yard line, so it's second down and or third down and four at the 30. 
Might even go up to the line of scrimmage because they already know this count. This time, Martin's going to keep it. He's got close to the first down, but did he get close enough? And they did get the first down. That'll be the fifth first down for the for the Greyhounds as the clock continues to run with ten or nine fifty four remaining here in this third quarter. Eighteen fifteen is our score. Best going out wide to the right. Two men in the slot. There's a handoff. Going around the right side is Miller. Miller's got some running room, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds. Close to the first down. Up to 45-yard line, and are they going to... They're going to yep, they're going to call first down. It's another first down for the Greyhounds. They're moving the ball. They trail it by three, seven, uh, 18 to seven, or 18 to 15. Greyhounds trailing it with 9:33 remaining here in the first, uh, third quarter. Best coming over to the near side. Going over to the far side is Wells or uh, Bowser. Man coming into motion and. This time, they fire over, and it's incomplete. Tried to get it to... uh, Pass was intended for best. Second down and 10 at the 45-yard line. Glad you can join us on this Friday night. It's another gorgeous Friday night in the Valley for high school football. 9.27 9.27 left here in this third quarter. Best coming out to the near side. Martin. Hands off to Miller. Miller goes up left or goes over to the right side. Gets up to midfield and he's pushed back. And they're going to give him the first or the forward progress to the 50. So it'll be third down and five at midfield for the Greyhounds. Nine minutes and seven seconds left here, and time is called by the Greyhounds. We're going to take a quick timeout back after this. 1815 Bradford. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs. Never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Contact McAfee Heating and Air at 937-438-1976 or www.mcair.com or 1-800-AIR-REPAIR. We know that... Hey, back here at Dixie High School... 18-15 is our score. With 9.05 remaining here in the third quarter. Dixie has the ball. First, uh, third down and goal, or third down and five at the midfield mark. It throw over to the near side. It goes to Zach Wright. Wright's got some running room, and he's going to be brought down at the 47-yard line of Bradford. A couple of yards short of the first down, so we'll see what... Eric Wolf wants to do for the Wolf or for the Greyhounds. 
Uh, they're going to go for it. Fourth and two, ball at the 47-yard line of Bradford. Coming over to the near side is Velasquez. Martin goes back to pass and is caught from behind, and it's going to be an incomplete pass. So the Railroaders will take over first and 10 at their own 48-yard line. Or no, I take it back at the fifth. No, wait a minute. It was at the 48-yard line. They're going to mark it at the 50. I think that is a very friendly spot for Bradford if that's where they're going to mark it. And that's, that is where they are going to mark it, at the 50-yard line, first and 10. For Bradford, 8.23 left here in the third quarter. So they turn over on downs, and Cannon, underneath center, is going to hand off to the first man through, and that is Trevino. Trevino's not going to get anywhere. And that was Garrett Trevino. There are two of them on there on the team, Griffin and Garrett. One wears number three, one wears number four. So Bradford's got the numbers this year. And I hope it continues because, uh, you know, Bradford's good school system up there in, Green, in Dirt County. Coming over to the near side is Hudson Hill. To an I formation. Pitch back over. It goes to Miller. Tucker Miller has some running room. He's going to be pushed out of bounds at about the 32-yard line. Tucker Miller... Good run. That's going to be another first down for Bradford. They're ninth. 7.35 left here in this first half, or third quarter, I mean. They're going to mark the ball out at the 33-yard line. First and 10 for Bradford at the 33. Cannon going back under center. Miller and... Miller's going to get the ball coming around the near side. He is going to be stopped at the 34-yard line, a loss of one. Or I take that back, no gain. Valeska is in on the stop. They're going to mark it back at 39. A loss of one, second down and 11 for Bradford at the 34-yard line. 7.07 remaining here in the third quarter. Nobody has scored here in this half as of yet. 18-15 is our score. Coming over to the near side is Hudson Hill. There's a handoff to... Smelzer gets the carry. It's down to the 29-yard line to pick up a four. Second down and six at the 30-yard line. Third down and seven. Six and a half to go here in the third quarter. Tucker Miller back out for the Railroaders. Bradford will have a week off unless they picked up a game, which is always possible. 
And Dixie will be over in West Alexandria against Twin Valley South. Cannon back to pass. Being flushed out of the pocket. Now he's going to be still eluding people. Now he goes down at the 37 or 38-yard line. On a wacky play like that, that's usually there's a, usually a penalty marker down, but I don't see any marker. So it'll be fourth down at the 37-yard line of Dixie. Bradford leading this game 18-15 to with 5.40 remaining here in the third quarter. Bradford was in a dogfight last week against Scioteville East. Here come the railroaders up to the line of scrimmage. They're going to go for it on fourth down. Trevino goes into motion as Cannon goes back to pass, looking downfield. Fires down deep for Hill, and it's incomplete. And the Greyhounds have held. And the Greyhounds, or the, the uh, railroaders are saying there was pass interference, but I didn't see anything. So 5.09 remaining here in this third quarter, 18.15 as the... The uh, Greyhounds take over first and ten at their own 37-yard line. I thought this was going to be a good one. So two weeks in a row, we had a good one. Hopefully next week will be the same. And then CJ and Carroll at Carroll, they've got a new, they've got a new uh, home side over there. Carroll, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Here's the handoff to Miller. Miller. Goes to the right side. He's going to be stopped and gang tackled by a bunch of railroaders. Led by Garrett Trevino. Pick up of two, second down and eight at the 39 yard line of Dixie. Here come the Greyhounds up to the line of scrimmage. Desk going out wide to the left. Or wide to the right. Hand off to Miller. Miller cuts up the middle and is going to be it's still on his feet. Gets all the way up to the 46-yard line of Dixie. He's a couple of yards short. It'll be third down. Third down and two from the 46th. Got to get to the 48-yard line. High school soccer tomorrow night on our Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash GCSN Sports is your home for soccer action as Botkins will take on Dayton Christian. Boys and girls doubleheader. Hand off to Miller. Miller's going to get close to the first down, but did he get it? And it's going to be another first down for Dixie. They're seventh. And time is called as uh, one of the Dixie players has a cramp. So it's going to be another first down for the Greyhounds at their own 48-yard line with 3.52 remaining here in this third quarter. Time is called as one of the Greyhounds is getting their calf or their left leg taken care of. And that was Miller. He's going to have to come out for a play. He's running off. He's okay. Tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock, Central State has their home opener against the Allen Yellow Jackets. I have it for you right here on Radio1.gemcbsports.com. 
Always look forward to going out to Central State. They uh, great place to go to school. Great people out there. Friendly staff and faculty and staff out there. There come the Greyhounds, first and ten at their own uh, 48-yard line with 3:47 and counting. Martin in the gun. Martin going back to pass. Fires over to the near side to Best. Best up to, gets up to the 50 and still on his feet. Down to the 49-yard line of Bradford. So pick up a three, second down and seven at the 49-yard line. And we have a player down for Bradford. No, he's getting up. So second down and eight at the 49-yard line of Bradford for Dixie. 3-11 to go here in this third quarter. Martin's going to keep it this time. He's going to be stacked up back into his own territory, back at the 49. So whatever they picked up, they just lost. So it'll be second down or third down and nine at the 49 of Dixie. 2.50 left here in this third quarter. 18.15 is nobody has scored here in this third quarter. All the scoring comes in the first quarter or first half. Topped off by a 90-yard run by Jamario Jordan. Martin rolling to his right, firing downfield, and he's got his man. That is Martin, or uh, Miller, down for another first down for Dixie as they drive. They're driving here in this third quarter. Miller coming off. He is... uh, Limping pretty bad as he get, goes down, and he's grabbing his, uh, got another cramp. The trainer over there real quick. I don't think we're going to see Martin anytime soon. Here's a handoff up the middle to Jordan. Jordan's got some running room. He's to the 35, down to the 33-yard line, close to another first down. And it is a... No. No legal shift against the Greyhounds. It's going to mark them back five yards. It'll be first and 15. Ball will be marked at the Bradford 47-yard line with 154 remaining here in this third quarter. Another great night for football here in the Valley. Best coming over to the near side. Jordan in the backfield. Jordan fake handoff. They're going to hand off. This time to the to number eighty nine and Billy Bowser. Bowser's not going to get anywhere. So it'll be third down and fifteen from the forty seven yard line of Bradford. One twenty left here in this third quarter. Nobody has scored. Good crowd come down from Dark County and Bradford. There's a handoff to Jordan. Jordan going around the right side. He's got some running room. Gets all the way down to the 41-yard line. And it's going to be fourth down. Miller, Hudson Hill knocks him out of bounds at the 43. So it'll be fourth down and 11 
for the Greyhounds. I'll make that third down. 40 seconds left here in this third quarter. Coming in now is Velasquez. And coming out and flying is Kreitzer. Martin going back to pass. He's going to step up in the pocket. He's got some running room. Coming to the right side, left side. He's down to the 30. And down inside the 30 to the 29-yard line. That's going to be good enough for another first down. No penalty markers down, so that's our ninth first down of the game. So another first down for the Greyhounds. And they're going to let the clock run out. Say your score at the end of three quarters of play. It is Bradford 18, Dixie 15. Back after this for the fourth quarter. Profiler Inc., your local source for custom graphics, including banners, decals, and custom apparel for your corporate, school, or personal needs. For more information, check us out on the web at www.profilerinc.com or on our Facebook page, Profiler Inc. Profiler Performance Products is an all-American manufacturer of racing cylinder heads and intake manifolds. From two-time drag week winner Jeff Lutz to the winningest bracket champions like Disco Dean Carr, Profiler Performance has become the overwhelming choice of drag racing's best-known name. Profiler Performance offers the absolute best bolt-on performance for cylinder heads and intake, utilizing their own in-house custom casting and CNC machining. For more information, visit ProfilerPerformance.com or find them on Facebook. Profiler Performance, they make power they haven't even used yet. Not going to have time for that one. Just found out that we're going to have the Baden at Chaminade Julian game, week nine. That's going to be a dandy. Here come the, here come the Greyhounds. Start this fourth quarter. They are first and ten at the Bradford 29-yard uh, line. They trade at 18 to 15. Here's a handoff. Coming over to the near side. It's going to go to Zach Wright. Wright's got to be drilled at the fifth at the 25-yard line. He's got he's got to be down. Where are they going to mark it at the 25? And Jonas or uh, Zane Lemp is coming off. He had a cramp. Look, and one of the Greyhounds. That, that shows great sportsmanship by Dixie. Is they 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 saw he was in trouble. They they knew he had a cramp. So one of the kids held his. Uh, you know, tried to help him out. So Martin back in the gun. Jordan will get the handoff. Cuts up the middle, and he's going to get down to about the 25-yard line, or make it to 20-yard line. Pick up of nine, second down, and or third down and one. So, somebody just wants some money, and they were right down in front of us as you heard <laughs> I think that could have been the 50-50 raffle. There's a handoff once again. 
This time it's going to go to, it looks like number 33. They make that number 13, Justin Milton. It's going to be good enough for another first down. That's first down number 10. And time called. And Bradford's going to call timeout. Their first timeout of the half. We're going to take a timeout too back after this. A Special Wish Foundation of Dayton has a new name. It is now a Special Wish Foundation Dayton and Southwest Ohio chapter. They now serve 20 counties in Southwest Ohio and work with families whose children are being seen at Dayton Children's and Cincinnati Children's Hospitals. The organization has granted over 1,800 wishes to those children battling life-threatening illnesses. To find out how you can help make a special wish come true, log on to their website, aspecialwishdayton.org, or call them at 937-223-WISH. The Special Wish Foundation is a 501c3, and all funds stay within the local community to support local children. So here we go. Dixie got the... And they don't, I don't think they got the first down. That was uh, Zane Lemp in on the stop. I don't didn't see who got the ball. It'd be for, it was first down. First and or second and goal now at the ten yard line. Under ten minutes to go here in this contest. Eighteen fifteen is our score, and I think. Sarver can make it from here. They've got nine seconds left on the play clock. There's a handoff to Meltner. Martin keeps it. He's going to fire into the end zone. And they get it down and they score. Touchdown, Dixie. So, scoring that touchdown... Is Trustin Miller. So Martin to Miller. A 10-yard pass. And it's now 21 to 18. 9.33 9.33 left. Sarver in for the extra point. Kick is up, and it is through the uprights. So it's making now 22-18. to 18. Dixie leading it. So what does Dixie have... In mind for Bradford. the student section. Back deep for the railroaders is Griffin Trevino and Peyton Melgard. Server will kick it off. 
from the 40 with 9.33 left here in this contest. Dixie has just taken the lead for the first time. They've shut out Bradford here in the second half so far. Sarver. Squib kick coming down. And it's picked up by Melgard. Melgard breaks through, gets up to the 45-yard line. And that's where Dixie will take up. I mean, Bradford will take over. Take over first and 10. So good field position for the Railroaders. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is going to go right down to the wire. First and 10 for the Railroaders at their own 44-yard line with 9.23 left here in this fourth quarter. So Dixie has scored the last two touchdowns. Last three out of four, to be honest with you. So here come the Railroaders, Owen Cannon and crew. Railroaders 4-1 and one on the year. I don't think they've been that way for a long time. And a whistle and false start are going against the Railroaders. They moved, but the ball didn't. So they're going to mark the ball back to the 38-yard line. First and 15. Make it the 39-yard line. Still 9.23 left here in this fourth quarter. Dixie in front now, 22-18. to 18. Cannon in the gun. Hands off to Miller. Tucker Miller coming around the near side. He's up to the 40, to the 43-yard line. Stopped there by Joseph Velasquez. And we also we got another, we got two players down, one for each team with cramps. And the trainers, both trainers are out there. They do a great job, the trainers do, trying to keep these guys hydrated, but it's kind of tough. The guys got to do this a uh, day before to keep their, you know, get their, Get the fluids going in them. So they're both down around the 42-yard line. I can't see the numbers, so I'm not going to speculate. Looks like it's number 66 for the Greyhounds, Parker Butler. And he's getting up. He's going to be okay. Walking off gingerly. He's still limping a little bit. Earlier in this second half, Preston Miller had a cramp. And I don't think he's seen the field since then. And Jamil Jordan, he's only a sophomore. He's going to be the heir apparent to the running back position and coming off the field number 74 Adam Huddleston he had to cramp so here come the teams back out onto the gridiron 
Bradford has the ball, second down and 12 at the 42-yard line of Bradford. Cannon back in the in the gun with Will or uh, with Miller Tucker Miller sidecar left. Cannon's going to keep it and roll to his right, and he's going to be still on his feet. He's to the fifty. He's got some running room down to the 40, 35, and out of bounds at the thirty-two yard line. So first down for Bradford, all the way down to the Dixie thirty-two yard line. And that's going to be another Bradford first down. So Bradford, they're not going to go anywhere just yet. They're hanging in there. They trail it by four, 22 to 18. Going out wide to the right is Hudson Hill and also Griffin Trevino. To the near side is brother Garrett and Wills. As Miller fires down, or uh, Cannon fires down over to the far side. That's incomplete, intended for Hill. It's incomplete. It'll be second down and 10 at the Dixie 32-yard line. This would be a huge stop for the Greyhounds if they stopped them. And they've done it before. The 8.47 left here in the fourth quarter. 22-18, Dixie leading it. They got a touchdown from... Martin to Miller, a 10-yard pass with 9.33 left in this fourth quarter. There's Cannon. He's got the ball. He's going to be run out of bounds at the 32-yard line. So it's going to be fourth down, or make it third down and 10 at the 32-yard line with 8.40 to go. One score here in the second half is 18-15 at the half. Third down and 10, ball at the 33-yard line of Dixie with 8.40 to go here in this fourth quarter. Clock, Play clock running down to about five now. Cannon in the gun, going back to pass, has time, fires downfield. And it's knocked away by Dixie. Looks away is knocked away by Justin Melton. And it's going to be fourth down. And the railroaders are going to go for it. Bradford will be off next week. Dixie will go seven miles just to the west here on route, State Route 35. Take on the Panthers of Twin Valley South. Going over to the far side is Smelzer and Hill. Wills to the near side. Cannon going back to pass. Fires downfield and touchdown Bradford. Hudson Hill gets the touchdown. A 32-yard pass from Cannon. And it is now 24-22. That's the second time they've hooked up today. And 
And we got 8.26 left. And they're going to go for two. Trying to make it 26-22. Cannon. Going back to pass. Looking over over the middle. And they this time they get it. Cannon to Hill. 826 left in the fourth quarter. And it's now 26. 22. We're going to take a break. Be back with the rest of this game right after this. No matter the threat or where the front line may be, our armed forces protect and defend us every day. But what does it take to strengthen our service members and keep them focused on the mission? What does it take to keep our military connected to family, home, and country? It takes a force. Be a force behind the forces. Join the USO in helping service members and their families. Give today at csohio.uso.org. So, Bradford comes back in a minute and uh, seven seconds and makes it now 26-22. Dixie got on the board on a Martin 10-yard pass to Miller. Server made the extra point. It was 22-18. to And then Cannon just now, 8.26 left. So 32-yard pass to Hill. And then they hooked up again for the two-point conversion. It's now 26-22. Here come the, comes the kickoff and comes down and it's going to go out of bounds on the far side. And the Greyhounds will take over first and ten at their own 35-yard line with 8.26 left here in the second half. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is going to be a good, this is going to be a barn burger to the end. I think the last team to score, or last team to hold, have the ball is going to win this. So here comes Aiden, Aiden Martin and crew. It'll be first down and 10 at the 35-yard line for Dixie. 8.26 remaining here in this contest. They need a touchdown. A field goal cannot do it. Sarver may have the leg, but he doesn't. They need. They need more. <laughs> now they're, there's that officer again saying, "Cheer or go to jail." Here comes a run up the middle, a pickup of about eight by. Trustin Miller, pick up of eight, second down at the 44-yard line of Dixie. Clock running with 8.05 to go here in this fourth quarter. Dixie trails by four, 26-22. Best coming over to the near side. There's a handoff up the middle. And Dixie's got the first down. That's Miller once again. Dixie's got another first down. Oh, no, I take that back. They're going to mark it just short of the first down. And maybe they're going to call for No, they're not going to call for the chains. So third down and one. Third down, 
at the 48-yard line of Dixie. 7.38, and clock is now running. Dixie trailing by four. Plenty of time on the play clock. Martin calling the play as two receivers go, or no, Best coming over to the near side. Man coming in motion. Hand off to Miller. Miller is going to be short of the first down. As a matter of fact, he's going to lose a yard. It's going to be fourth down. Smelter stops the stops Miller. So that'll be a loss of one, second or fourth down, and a long one. Ball resting at the 48-yard line or 47-yard line. 6.50 to go here in this contest. It's been a good one from the beginning. Bradford jumped out to a 12 nothing lead. And Dixie came back and made it 12-7. There's a handoff. And they got the first down. And that's Miller. Or not take that back. That is Melton. They got another first down. That's their 11th first down of the game. Unofficial, of course. Clock still running with 6.5 to go. Dixie in to Bradford territory. This time, Best going out wide to the left. Handoff to Melton. Melton coming around the near side and cuts up the middle, goes up to the, gets down to the 44-yard line, but a penalty marker comes flying in. Right in the middle of the pile, and that's usually holding against So, face mask penalty against the railroaders will mark it, make it first down and about three at the 39-yard line, 6.08 and counting here in this fourth quarter. Dixie has the ball. They trail it by, t- by four, 26-22. That's going out wide to the left. Here's a handoff up the middle. Goes to Dalton. Dalton's gotten from running room. He's got the first down and all the way down to about the 24-yard line. So another first down for the Greyhounds with 5.46 to go. Trevino in on the stop. One of the Trevinos. So first and ten as time is called. As there's a Greyhound down, and it's not a cramp this time. Like I was saying earlier, these trainers do a hell of a job. If there's there's an injury, it doesn't matter who what team it's for. If it's on the far side, the visiting team is going to help out. The visiting trainer is going to help out. If it's on the home side, the home trainer is going to help out. They don't care. What, they don't care what color jersey you wear. They don't care what school system they're working for. If it if a, there's an injured player, they are definitely going to go out there and take care of them. Case in point, I saw it at uh, I was doing a game at uh, Stebbins one time, and one kid got hit, and it looked like he uh, looked like he had a stinger. He wasn't moving, so they called the ambulance. But the the uh, trainer that was there at the time, she took her knees and held his head took his helmet off and held his head with her knee so he wouldn't move. And he, she took everything, uh, took his uniform and pads off. So uh, 
So the uh, so she did a hell of a job. Turned out he just had a stinger, but it was enough to scare him. And the leg injury, it's number 75 and David Shade. He's going to be helped off the field by the trainer and the one of the coaches. Here come the Greyhounds. 5.46 to go. First and 10. Ball will be at the 24-yard line of Bradford. They need a touchdown to take the lead. A server field goal will not do the trick. It's coming off shade. He is not putting too much weight on that right leg. So it'll be first and ten at the 24. Greyhounds have the ball. Martin gets it sat, rolling around to the near side. Dumps it off to Melton. Melton's got some running room. He's going to go. He's down to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! A 24-yard touchdown pass to Melton. Sarver in for the extra point. Twenty-eight, twenty-six. Sarver will attempt the extra point. Some players are late getting onto the field. So Sarver and holding will be. Cole Johnson. High snap kick is up and it is good. So the Greyhounds come back, make it 29 26. So, like I said, folks, we got a barn burner here. Last team to have the ball will probably win this game. So we're going to take a quick time out back after this. Hi, this is Doug Brown from the Gem City Sports Network. Throughout the years, we've provided coverage of a wide range of sports, including high school baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, as well as Central State Marauders football and basketball. You do baseball also. And do you know what the best part is? It's all free. That's right, absolutely free. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in to the Gem City Sports Network, your ultimate source for local sports here in the Miami Valley. That's right, you can listen to the Gem City Sports Network for free, whether it be live or on demand. So here comes the Greyhounds, they lead it, Sarver will kick it off. And it's going to be a split kick, going to be picked up and by one of the deep backs. And that's going to be uh, Melgard. Melgard's going to get up to the, about the 36-yard line, and that's it. So it'll be first and ten for the gray or for the railroaders at their own 36-yard line with 5:23 remaining here in this contest. 
good ball game here at Chief Brown Stadium on the campus of Dixie High School tonight. Next week we'll be at Welcome Stadium when the Dumbo Wolverines take on the Metadale Lions. That's always a great rivalry no matter in what sport. There's a handoff to Miller. Tucker Miller around the right side. Slips and falls. Maybe picks up two. Be second down and about eight. Ball will be placed at the 43-yard line of, of Bradford. Five minutes to go here in this one. This is one of the games you always want to win is homecoming. Homecoming, senior night, definitely those two, but they want to win all of them. Dixie 2-3 and three on the year. Bradford 4-1. and one. Bradford's got a good team. I like this team. Handoff to Miller. Tucker Miller going to pick up a couple of more. Down up up to the 42-yard line. So it'll be third down and about four at the 42-yard line. Ball placed at the 40, uh, 43. 4-18 and counting. Bradford having has the ball. They trail it by three. I haven't seen a kicker, so I don't know if they even have one. They don't have soccer over there. There's Andoff Miller. Miller going around the right side. Miller's got the first down and more into Dixie territory, down to about the 45-yard line. So another first down, the 11th first down for Bradford, unofficially, of course. They're going to mark it at the Dixie 46-yard line with 3.56 remaining here in this fourth quarter. First and ten, ball resting at the 46-yard line of Dixie. Here come the railroaders up to the line of scrimmage. Wills to the near side. Cannon back to pass. He's going to be flushed out of the pocket. He's trying to keep it himself. He's to the 40, to the 35, and out of bounds at the 30-yard line. Another first down for Bradford, and he stops the clock also with 3.47 left. They're going to mark it at the 30-yard line. First and 10, Bradford. They score here, and Dixie's going to have a lot of time left. But... Dixie has held them all. Dixie has held them tonight, so we'll see what happens here. Cannon in the gun with Miller sidecar right. Rolls to the near side. Cannon rolling to his right, looking downfield. Fires downfield, and it's incomplete. Pass was intended for Hudson Hill. So second down and 10, ball will be placed at the 30-yard line with 3.41 left. Next week, we will be at Welcome Stadium for Meadowdale and Dunbar. And then the week after that, over at Carroll High School for the Battle of State Route 35 between Chaminade Julianne and Carroll. And then down at... Roger Glass Stadium for a second week in a row with CJ as they take on the Baden Rams. Hand off to Miller. Miller goes, cuts up the middle, and he's going to be stopped. 
He's going to be stopped on the play by big number 61 for the Jackson Connor for the Greyhounds. It'll be third down and eight at the 28-yard line. They need to get to the. Well, they got to get. They got to get to the uh, 20-yard line. Third down and eight. Here come the Railroaders up to the line of scrimmage. Miller sidecar left to Cannon. Cannon gets the ball. Low snap. He's going back to pass. Fire looking downfield. He's going to take it himself. Sidesteps one guy. Now he's going to go over to the right side. And he's not going to make the first down. He's going to be dropped at the 30-yard line. So it's going to be fourth down. This could be the ball game, folks, right here. Bradford has two timeouts left. Each team has two timeouts left. Clock running with 2.35 left here in this game. Best kind of limping out there on the far side. So, fourth down and eight. Ball resting at the 28-yard line of Dixie. Here come the railroaders up to the line of scrimmage. Cannon in the gun. Miller sidecar right. Hudson Hill at the top of the... Over on the far side. He fires down to the near side. Pass is intercepted by the Greyhounds. Pass is intercepted by Joseph Velasquez. And that might do it for tonight. But the Bradford Railroaders have two timeouts left. That's going to be first and ten for the Greyhounds at their own five-yard line. Wow, what a game. What a game tonight here at Chief Brown Stadium. A lot better than the one we had a couple of weeks ago. So, 2-0-1 left. Dixie has the ball first and ten at their own five-yard line. There come the Greyhounds up to the line of scrimmage. So time is called. Dixie calls a timeout. Their second timeout. So it'll be first and ten. So, 201 left here in this contest. Dixie has the ball first down and 10 at their own four yard line. It looks like it's the five. The scoreboard has it wrong. Dixie looking to win their third game to go three and three. But Bradford will have something to say about it. I'm sure that Dixie will keep it on the ground. Miller in the backfield, hand off to Miller, coming out, going over to the left side, and he's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be dropped at the five. So it'll be second down and ten. Clock running with 1.47 to go. So, 
they are going to let the clock run as much as possible. Here comes Aiden Martin up to the line of scrimmage. They're just kind of standing around waiting for the play clock to run down. So they're going to... They're going to run the clock out as far as they can. Five seconds on the play clock. Here's a handoff to Melton. Melton's going to be brought down. He's not going to get anywhere either. And time is called by Bradford. Their final timeout. So they got 108 left here in this contest. We're going to take a break, too, back after this. Hi, this is Doug Brown from the Gem City Sports Network. Throughout the years, we've provided coverage of a wide range of sports, including high school baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, as well as Central State Marauders football and basketball. We do baseball also. And you know what the best part is? It's all free. That's right, absolutely free. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in to the Gem City Sports Network, your ultimate source for local sports here in the Miami Valley. Okay, the final 108 left here in this contest. No timeouts left for Bradford, or one timeout left for Bradford. They trail it 29-26 to Dixie. Dixie needs to get 12 yards. There's a handoff. Up the middle goes to Martin. And... Bradford calls timeout. So timeout Bradford. That's their final timeout. See about see if we got any final scores here. We've got some wild scores tonight. Southeastern 41-22 over Catholic Central. Middletown in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, uh, Middletown 14-9 over Mason. Centerville leads Springboro 13-0 in the fourth quarter. All these are fourth quarter scores. Miami Catholic 31-21 over Bethel. Third quarter, West Liberty-Salem leads uh, Northeastern 42-7. I'm sure that's running clock. Brookville 35-7 over Carlisle. That, that's their homecoming over there. Final score, Wapakoneta 42, Lima Shawnee 6. Fairmont 10, Springfield 7. Springfield is way, is lost all but one game. St. Mary's beats Van Wert 21-19. National Trail beats Arcanum 33-19. So, Best is going to kick it away. And he's just going to, he's going to let... Matter of fact, he can run the ball. He's trying to get the trying to get a safety, but he's letting the clock run, and he runs out of play, and it's a safety for Bradford. That makes it now twenty-eight or twenty-nine, twenty-eight. With forty-seven seconds left. So, 
With no scoring in the third quarter, everything has been... Uh, it's 18-15 at the half. Bradford has scored 10 points here in the second... or in this fourth quarter. And Dixie has scored... Uh, 14. So 14 to 10, Dixie here in the second half, or the fourth quarter. Actually, second half, because nobody scored in the fourth quarter. So Dixie will boot it away from the 20-yard line. They're going the wrong way. They were going to the west side of the field, but they need to go to the east side of the field. New Bremen beats Fort Recovery 35-7. Coldwater, Oliver Parkway, 40-6. Baden beat Fenwick, 28-3. Eaton, 42-7 over Middletown Madison. Butler defeats Tippecanoe, 24-19. Tip beat Troy last week. They remained undefeated. So now it's Butler and Tip and Troy are all tied. Defiance 46-18 in the fourth quarter over Kenton. Jonathan Alder 34-33 over Urbana. Ed Belbrook over Edgewood 38-17. Sarver will boot it away from his 20-yard line. Bradford hoping for a long run back as he's back at the... Looks like number two in Rombold. Standing at about his 42-yard line. Sarver will kick it away. I mean, uh, kickoff style, not boot, not kick, uh, not punting it. So here we go. A kick, an onside kick, and. Bradford will have the ball in great field position. First and 10 at the Dixie 34-yard line with a lot of time left, 45 seconds. You'd think they would want to put it all the way down as far as they could downfield. So it'll be first and 10 for the Railroaders at the Dixie 33-yard line with 45 seconds left here in this contest. Bradford, I don't think, has a kicker. I have not seen one all night long. Cannon in the gun with Miller, sidecar right. Hill coming in motion. Cannon going back to pass. He's going to step up in the pocket. He's going to run out of bounds at the 33-yard line, or 32. He's going to pick up a couple, second down and eight, as he runs out of bounds with 37 seconds left. They're going to mark the ball at the 31-yard line, a pickup of two, second down and eight. 37 seconds left. Dixie leading it by one, 28, or 29, 28. Cannon in the gun. Miller coming in, or Phil coming in motion. Penalty markers fly. And Dixie's going to bring him down in the backfield with Cannon. And it's going to be marked at the 37-yard line, but there's a penalty marker down on the far side. The 
see what the penalty penalty is. They're discussing it out near the 37. Here comes the so an illegal shift by the Bradford Railroaders. That's going to be declined. That's going to make it now third down. Make it third down and about 13. Ball will be placed at the 37-yard line. 31 seconds left on homecoming 2024. They're going to mark it at the 36-yard line. Third down, 13 from that point. Railroaders at the line of scrimmage. Cannons in the gun. Miller sidecar left. Cannon going back to pass. Has time. Going to his right now. Fires downfield. And it's incomplete. Intended intended for Wills. It's incomplete. It'll be fourth down. 22 seconds left. Here's the final play of the game. It could be. Bradford has to get all the way down to the 23-yard line. They're at the 36. Cannon in the gun. Time called by Dixie. Their final timeout. We're going to take a quick timeout, too. Your score, Dixie 29, Bradford 28. Back after this. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Here we go. This is the game, folks. Fourth down, 13 at the 36-yard line. Bradford has it. They trail at 29-28 with 22 seconds left. Bradford coming out of the out, out of the huddle as is Dixie. They're going to put eight men back. They are not going to let Dix or they're not going to let. Uh, Bradford anywhere near the end zone. Cannon in the gun. Cannon going back to pass. Almost falls. Has time. A three-man rush. Here's a pass. Intercepted. Almost intercepted. Dixie is going to win this one with 15 seconds left. Dixie's going to beat Bradford 29-28. No, it's just one play left. So here come the... Comes Dixie up to the line of scrimmage. They're going to take a knee. Fifteen seconds left. And that's going to do it. 
Your final score, Dixie 29, Bradford 28. As clock runs down, Dixie happy. This is just a second defeat by for Bradford. As coming and running onto the field is the Dixie Dixie student section. There's Dixie players are telling the fans to get back. So your final score, Dixie twenty nine, and. Dixie 29 and Bradford 28 as they shake hands in the middle of the field. And a barn burner here at Chief Brown Stadium on homecoming 2024 for Dixie. So that's going to do it for us. Here's the scoring. Get the scoring here. Owen Cannon opened up the scoring with a nine-yard pass to Hudson Hill. The extra point was no good. Six nothing Bradford. Then the uh, Bradford had an onside kick. They recovered the ball. They brought it down to the one-yard line, and Keener made it the extra uh, made the run. The extra point was no good. Twelve to nothing. Then Melton on a five-yard run for Dixie with 11:55 left in the second quarter. Five-yard run. The kick was good by Sarver. It was 12-7, Bradford. Then on uh, just a few minutes later, at 3:03 left in the first half, Cannon on a 20-yard run. The extra point was no good. It was 18-7. But on the ensuing kickoff, uh, Jamario Jordan ran it back 90 yards for the touchdown, and it was 18-15 in that at the half. Nobody scored in the fourth quarter. And then uh, Dixie had a 10-yard pass from Martin to Miller. Sarver made the extra point. Dixie went ahead 22-18, to 18, but Bradford came back. Cannon, a 32-yard pass to Hill. Cannon to Hill on the extra point. 26-22, Bradford. And then Martin uh, had a 24-yard pass to Milton. Sarver made the extra point, 29-26, and then a safety with 47 seconds left. Gave the... Uh, Gave Bradford uh, 29-28, and Dixie wins it by that score, 29-28. So this is Doug Brown saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon here on the Gem City Sports Network as the Central State Marauders open up their home portion of their schedule. They take on the Allen Yellow Jackets at 1 o'clock at McPherson Stadium. And also tomorrow afternoon at 5.30, it'll be soccer action as the Botkins... Trojans will take on the Dayton Christian Warriors in both men's or both girls and boys action at Dayton Christian. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been a presentation of the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Good night from Dixie. You've been listening to the High School Game of the Week. Today's game has been brought to you by Profiler Performance Products. By Don Brown Sports Apparel, a big week look for a minor league price. By McAfee Heating and Air, any season, any time, McAfee. By Profiler Inc. By a Special Wish Foundation of Dayton in Southwest Ohio. By the USO. By the Ohio High School Athletic Association. By Darren Dollar Music. 
and by the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Join us next time for all the play-by-play action of high school football right here on the Gem City Sports Network. Thank you.